With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. His music career was legendary. Kenny Rogers released 76 albums over six decades, selling more than 120 million albums and picking up several Grammy Awards along the way. The Gambler died yesterday at the age of 81. Stephanie Elam looks back at his life. You picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. Two years before Lucille launched Kenny Rogers' solo career, he could barely afford to live in a motel. But when the song became a chart-topping crossover international hit, he had enough money to buy his own jet. Kenny Rogers was on a roll. You got no wind to hold, no wind to fold up. 1978's The Gambler inspired five popular TV movies, with Rogers starring as the main character. He made another TV movie based on one of his songs, Coward of the County. You know, his father killed a man. It was a fair fight. The country boy from Houston didn't start out in country music. He had a million-selling pop song at age 19 with the doo-wop group The Scholars. Oh, yeah, Rogers also played bass in a jazz ensemble, spent a year in the mid-1960s singing clean-cut folk music with the new Christy Minstrel, then grew out his hair and rocked the next decade with the first edition. Just Dropped In was the group's first big hit. After the first edition folded in the mid-70s, Rogers headed to Nashville to start a solo career. Lady, I'm your knight in shining armor, and I love you. The classic love song, Lady, was written by Lionel Richie of the Commodores. I try to do songs that say what every man would like to say and every woman would like to hear. Rogers did duets as well. 1983's Islands in the Stream was written for someone else to sing before Barry Gibb of the Bee Gees gave it to Rogers. It was the start of a lifelong friendship with Dolly Parton. Charity work was a big part of Rogers' life. We Are the World raised money for African famine relief, and he helped organize the poverty fundraiser Hands Across America. Later in life, Rogers opened a chain of restaurants launched a record label, published his autobiography, and he was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. In 2015, at the age of 77, Rogers embarked on a tour billed as The Gambler's Last Deal, still singing his classics and still getting applause.
singer, songwriter, everything about him. He he was great. Oh yeah. Am I, I on? Mean, oh, okay. Yeah, you're on. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I, oh wow, our switchboard is totally lit up. Nick, are you nine one six? Did you call in? Oh, we got we got a nine one six. Okay, callers, we're gonna get to you. Okay. Don't nobody hang up. We are going to get the callers. I know we're going to have a lot of callers today, because uh, we are doing. We're going to have a ring around the callers, according to Nick, because uh, we do have the Days of the Dead Man here. He's uh, Joe Mo. You're doing a lot out there. You're publishing all. Well, you're editing the books. Mm-hmm. You're doing a lot to help. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. Locked down here in Horrorwood, California. It's a sunny day, and I'm recommending that all my California friends enjoy it from indoors. (laughs) (laughs) What what do you think about this lockdown? I mean, do you think that people, honestly, do you think that people are kind of freaking out over nothing? No, I don't. I think that um, we have lots of examples that that got hit before we did of of how this can turn out if we don't all pull together and just bite the bullet. And the sooner that we all sort of uh, sequester ourselves, uh, the sooner we'll we'll be able to come out in the sunlight again. Um, I know us vampires don't value sunlight as much as other people, but still, you know, it's nice to know you can get out there if you want to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, we're on day four, and a, a couple of our friends, they're asking us, they're like, hey, can we come over? And Nick's like, no! <laughs> Stay away! <laughs> Mr. Social has to put a gate. But you know what? Um, the silver lining uh, is that all of you, all of our listeners, and all of our friends can write. Write, 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 write. That that is true. This is this is not the uh, what do they call it? Uh, they're going to say it's the uh, what do they call the babies? They're going to call it not oh, Corona. babies. Yeah, COVID babies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What a time so maybe it should be yeah. the Corona coronavirus writers. Yeah, I mean Corona writers. Yeah. Corona writers. There you go. Wasn't there wasn't there a great typewriter? Wasn't there a tr- traditional typewriter named the Corona? Yeah, yeah, there was. There you go. So see, everything is synchronicity. Everything comes around. I'm so glad you have us here today, and I know your switchboard is live. Hello, all of my family there at Black Bed Sheets and Francie and Nick, all of you folks. Um, I'm so excited to have this opportunity to not only talk about the book again and the project, but to introduce you to some of the people that have made good, people that have made it into the pages of these really exciting books. Yeah, um, here's, here's my question, Joe, because in my opinion, this is ingenious what you're doing. I mean, you got this really good convention, and everybody's involved mm-hmm. with it. I mean, and uh-huh. you come out. Said you you come to Nick and when he told me he was like, hey Joe Mo wants to do this with me and how mm-hmm. amazing is this? I mean that was his words. This is and he was amazing waiting, you know? that 
it inspired me, you know, our, our uncle, our common uncle, Forrest J. Ackerman, who we've talked about on your show before, inspired me to, you know, at some point in my life, reach out and try to do something that would encourage other fans to participate. And I know that Nicholas was just sitting waiting for an opportunity to really, really put together his love of, uh, of promoting literacy in our, in our community and also in discovering new writers. So it was sort of a big bang of inspiration. And then with Days of the Dead having their brick-and-mortar show so that we could actually premiere it and give the writers an exciting opportunity to come and do a signing and to attend a show and to be part of that whole world, I mean, it's, it's a sort of a, a magical alchemy of, of elements that came together to, to do something really great for all of us. And that's that's exactly what he thought, too. I mean, he was just mm-hmm. really blown away that, oh, wait, uh, let me pick him up. Nick, are you 514? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nick, because I got two. Uh, yeah, here I am. There he is. There, you there, are. there I am. You yeah. fell down and we have to pick you up. <laughs> you know, guys, I had a Corona typewriter. I used Did to you? use it to write all the time. Yeah, I used to. Yeah, I remember that. We, we should break, break it out again, just for old times' sake. Yeah. I don't have it anymore. Uh, I, I forgot oh, what happened to it, but I remember it because I used it well. <laughs> yep, those were the days. I mean, can, mm-hmm. some of these kids probably wouldn't even know what a what the sound of a typewriter key hitting paper sounded like. Um, gosh, I mean, we're going to have a lot of a lot of writers calling in. Would you mind if I if I quickly just uh, I don't want to uh, blah blah blah, but just quickly talk about um, uh, the specs of the project really quickly, and then you can you know yes. talk to fans if you want to. Yes, please. Right. Well, Black Betsy's book, Nicholas and and I and uh, Bill Philpott of Days in the Dead came up with this great anthology project that helps us to discover people that uh, want to be published writers or people that never knew that they were going to become writers but have a story to tell in our horror genre. Our genre extends beyond horror to horror, science fiction, and fantasy, but we're all, you know, come from a horror core. Uh, Anyway, the project's very simple. There's only two specs, and that is you can submit a short horror story of 2,500 words or less, and it has to be set in one of the regions of our brick-and-mortar convention, the Days of the Horror Shows, which currently are Las Vegas, Charlotte, uh, Chicago, uh, Indiana, and uh, what am I forgetting? Did I get them all? Oh, I don't have it in front of me. Atlanta? Atlanta. Did you say Atlanta? Atlanta. Yeah, we we were scheduled to do two shows. So those are really the only specs, and it's kind of fun. Even if you don't live in one of those cities, you can gear your story, and it's almost kind of a lot of fun to research, like the urban mythology and the the, the, the landscape and all of the different uh, landmarks of the city. But mainly we did that so that if a writer gets accepted into the anthology, they get to attend the show. Um, if you uh, submit your story by deadline, and those will shift now, now that shows have been suspended for a while. But if you submit your story, what happens is uh, Nicholas and I read them. Uh, we send you notes on uh, any improvements we, we would suggest or, or just a reflection and a little bit of con- uh, constructive uh, feedback on what we love and what we want to see more of or we'll ask questions and then you get another round of polishing then we do our final read and if you're if your uh, story is selected it's published in a hard copy book you get an author's copy you get to buy as many copies of your book as you want for $1.50 above cost 
and you get to attend the show for free, you and a guest, uh, attend a signing, which is really exciting. If you've never done one of those before, you really know you've arrived when you've got a bunch of people standing around wanting your signature in a book that aren't police. And, um, you know, you just get to have a great time and, and meet fellow fans. And hopefully uh, we're uh, kickstarting uh, your, your writing future and your writing journey. Uh, we have first-time writers who've never written before, and we have award-winning writers even some of the some of the very experienced writers have never been published in short story form. So you'll be in very very good company, and uh, that's the long and short of it. Yeah, and you know I I to add too for all the uh, authors that are listening, um, uh, as far as the uh, the free copies go, um, shoot me in my email bbsadmin at downwarden dot com. And shoot me your addresses. I know some of you have ordered copies this past week, and those are going to be filled over the weekend, and you'll get your free author's copy with your order. But those of you that haven't ordered, you're, of course, still entitled to your free copy, so please shoot me your address. And while you're at it, shoot me um, uh, brief bios uh, or, or especially photos of yourself so that I can compile them and put them on uh, our, um, our website, blackbedsheetbooks.com. That's another perk, actually. Uh, Nicholas sets up a, an author, you know, blurb for you on the publishing page. So um, that's another little prestigious place to be. And, um, you know, I, I'll, I mean, I don't want to blab blab, so I'm Francie. I'm going to let you <laughs> take your show back. But authors, um, just because we can't see you, um, when Francie uh, picks you up, if you just let us know your name, the name of your story, and uh, we, we can all talk about uh, your experience if I may, I wanted to do a shout out to our one of our contributing writers, Alan McNeil, who is all the way over in the UK, and he wanted all of your listeners to know that writing for the Days of the Dead anthology is nothing short of extraordinary, and he would say extraordinary, I'm sure. And um, he really enjoyed working with us, and he wants you all to stay safe. So with that, Francie, I will stop pirating yeah, your, your airway. I, I, I did. I away. did talk to Alan that you were just talking about, and I seen that he left a message on on your post, and I said, "Hey, you should call in." He's like, "Oh, no way to no." <laughs> I'm all the way in England, but I will definitely be tuning in. So definitely a big shout out to him. Okay, I'm gonna go in order. These are sure. the people. Let me because the switchboard is totally lit up. Okay. So I actually have another 916 caller, which is in our stump of the woods, Nick. That's why uh, he was. Uh, there we this, go. Oh, 4C was the first caller. Either they're going to hate us or they're going to love us. We'll find out. Yeah, 916, Sacramento, you're live. Uh, hi there. Hi. Hi there. How are we doing? <laughs> I'm good. Yep, we're here. Yeah. Jace. Uh, Jace Whitman. Uh, I wrote The Ghost of Ron Whitman. Hey, Jace. Jace is a hero. Jace is so much. Hey, everyone. He fought back many hardships, and he's with us, and he's kicking butt and inspiring other people as well. Hey, Jace. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Now, yeah, you're, you're, you're in our neck of the woods. That's, that's kind of cool. Yeah, in our neck of the woods, you should come by sometime. You're more than welcome. Yeah. Any author is, especially Definitely. authors that live here. Black Bedsheet Studios is yep. right here in Antelope, right next door to SAC. Awesome. Yeah, I'm in downtown SAC. Like, uh, the Capitol is right out my front window. So I'm not that far away. Oh, wow. Ah. Mm, that's nice. So, yeah, 
definitely once this is all resolved, uh, let's definitely get together. Awesome idea. Yes. Jason's Jason's story is really uh, autobiographical to some degree. It's kind of a magical story that takes real life elements of his his life uh, and his father's life and uh, mixes in elements that you, you know, that, that could be true, could be not only he knows, but I was fascinated by your story. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, it is really autobiographical. And uh, my thought in contributing something was like, what can I write that actually hurts me to write? And that's what I did. Uh, That's that's a good challenge. Um, uh, You know, honesty tends to translate to your reader. And I think, I think you certainly hit those marks. I was uh, intrigued, fascinated, and I, very uh, empathetic towards uh, the story you told. Well, well, not, not to mention Thompson, your... the, uh, you know, you know, okay. the, you know the, just, uh, just the act of writing it out is the perfect painkiller, too. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, yeah, yeah, it made me really reflect on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so it was, I mean, I go to really rough places with my dad, and part of it was the redemption. Uh, which is real, mm-hmm. you know, that we actually had sure. real redemption. And uh, incorporating that into a horror story, I mean, the biggest horror for me is real life, the, mm-hmm. the real stuff that's in the story. Uh, you know, the the added elements, um, mm-hmm. some of those are real, some of those are not. Mm-hmm. Well, the heart of it certainly is, is very, very raw and exposing, and you're, you're you know, I'm very, very proud that you shared that with us, um, you you can really feel that it's coming from a real place. And I think for some of our new writers who are, you know, readers who are going to become writers in these anthologies, it's a great example of uh, going, you know, going where the, the truth is in your life and transposing it over, you know, a story that's, you know, as real as you want to make it or a completely fabricated story. But it still resonates with us as if it's happening and it really makes a difference. I appreciate that, and uh, it's going to be weird to hear feedback on it because it's so much of it is real, you know. So mm-hmm. it's, sure. it's interesting. Uh, it, it will be interesting. And, when was the last um, time you read it yourself? When was the last time you read your your, your story since you wrote it? Um, a week ago. How was that? Okay, so that's not too bad. Uh, it was good. I mean, I feel good about it. Uh, Joe, your editing and your advice to me was really helpful. Uh, oh, you know, glad. you encouraged certain things uh, that actually made the story better. I'm glad to hear that. You know, I'm just I'm just there to reflect and hopefully be a, a constructive muse, and I'm glad I'm glad it helps. It make, makes me really happy. It did. Well, I mean, you 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 should you should feel proud about that. I mean, you're doing a amazing thing and it just happens to hit at this time you know it's mm-hmm. like hey there are there are other days of the dead coming up it's like this is a great time yeah. to write other stories yes and i hope you'll continue i think uh, i think you're on a good path and i know you're enjoying it so great i am i am and yes i'm going to continue terrific terrific well, we we'll definitely look forward to reading more mm-hmm. thank you it's great great no talking problem. to you I guess we'll yeah, great guess talk we'll to you too. and have some of your other compatriots join us and uh, keep listening. And uh, I hope you're listening to Francie's shows. Uh, aside from this one, they're all fascinating. And I know, I know you're going to become a regular listener. So I'm glad we all found this together. Yeah, I've, 
I just subscribed, and so uh, definitely. Great. I got a, I got a backlog to go through too. Great. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you got some There's time to do some this, shows, <laughs> I would say, you know, stay away from. No, okay. I I think we've done pretty okay. good. Um, by um, by the way, Alan in, is in the chat room, and he oh, wow. said thank you, Joe, for mentioning it is fantastic. Oh. So Alan's in the He's... chat room. All the way from England. Yeah. Yay. England. England. He says he says Basil. Okay, <laughs> I, I can't fake an English accent. All right, tell them we're raising a toast color. to them. Let's take them, yeah. Are we ready? Here we go. Next there victim, you please. go. Three, one, zero. Woo, Beverly Hills. Woo, woo. <laughs> uh, hello. Whoa. This is Mark. That's crazy this is Mark Oh, Alan Martin, said hi. Yes, I do. Hey, Good afternoon. Woodland Hills. Who's this? Woodland Hills. Well, it could be Woodland Hills. This is Martin Aguilera. How, how are Woo-hoo. you? Great. Martin, Martin has the first story in the book, I think. Don't you, Valentine to Timothy? I do, which was uh, quite uh, a lovely surprise when I opened my mm-hmm. copy and uh, my jaw hit the floor. <laughs> Well, you know, Nicholas does that. He can print them on demand, so he actually puts every author's story in their copy at the front. I'm just kidding. No, it's at the front of the book. (laughs) (laughs) Now I don't feel special anymore, but that's great. Special, Martin. Thank you for the story. Martin's story, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but Martin's story is a really nice twist. It's it's, uh, I know Martin very well. He's a good friend of mine, and, and he, is, he is one of those people, if you talk to him, he'll tell he'll, he's all business, but when you read him, he's a total romantic. So he wrote us a great <laughs> story that, that is part love story and part, uh, part unconventional love story by, by um, our, our uh, standards and part um, horror story. So I hope you guys will all enjoy that one. Martin, how, how was it? This, I mean, you've written 22 scripts in 12 years, and, and you've been in town working in industry a long time. What was it like submitting to a short story anthology? You know, it was, uh, it was actually it was a very good experience, and I, I felt very honored, actually, to go through this process because, you know, you and Nicholas are just, in my not-so-humble opinion, consummate <laughs> professionals. <laughs> And I, I just, I really appreciated um, the the process of, you know, just kind of going through the submission and the editorial aspect of it all. Mm-hmm. And it was nice. I mean, it's it's so different. This is my first, um, I've, I've been published before in uh, essays and uh, on blogs, online and things like that. But this is my first officially published short story work of fiction. So I'm, <laughs> I'm very proud of this one. Well, we, well, hope, we hope we do it again, you know, because it's, um, yeah. You know, the, the first time is always the most special. Mm-hmm. It is very special. It is very special. Um, so, yeah, no, the process it's was fantastic. It's like giving birth to, well, it, you guys are men, so you wouldn't know about giving birth. Well, I've never given birth <laughs> to a baby either, but I guess it's like your first child. We've never given birth, but we've had that bad enchilada once or twice. So, I'm, you know, you know. <laughs> oh, dear. It's just in the same ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, um, you know, Nicholas Nicholas has such a, such a strong hand in all of this. I get to have the interface with a lot of the writers, but Nicholas has such a strong hand in, um, in guiding this. And, and we're always on the same page. He reads everything and... 
you know. But Martin, I was hoping that maybe you'd give a brief, just sort of a brief encouragement to brand new writers who are listening that may be a little yes. bit sheepish about submitting, thinking they're going to be criticized or that they're going to be judged. Or what was the process of, of critique and uh, editorial life for you? It was very, very um, intimate and engaging, and it was all done in the spirit of love. I mean, uh, you know, the the I, I wouldn't even call it a critique. I would say the the way that you uh, approach the note uh, the note giving process is incredibly informative. You're trying to focus on the things that work uh, and mm-hmm. emphasize the strengths of the story. Um, I would say to anybody who wants to participate in future anthologies, you know, to please submit and tell everybody, you know, who wants to try this out to submit because it's such a, it's a very generous process. That's how I would describe it. It was a, a process mm-hmm. that really um, kind of helped me enhance and bring out the best of my story. Um, you know, so, you know, as a writer, as someone who's published and worked in Hollywood, like one of the things you hear all the time is no. Um, and, Oftentimes, you know, it's it, it can be a little jarring, but that's not Joe's approach to, to putting these anthologies together. And that's what's really been, you know, just an incredibly rewarding part of doing this. Great. I'm glad you enjoyed you, it. You know, I have, to, I have to kind of intercept, too. Um, I've worked with a lot of editors in my day. And I tell you one thing, Joe is, is uh, um, by far the kindest, the most receptive yes. Um, editor that um, probably I, probably that I've encountered. Period. Okay. I'm down I, to earth. I would com- stand down you. to earth and just a very well. And listen, it, Joe is somebody who knows and understands genre. Somebody who has been a prominent figure in the genre for many many years. And I think you know you just understand good good storytelling and what what you you're really good at drawing out the best of someone's story. So it's, it's a very helpful process. Anybody who wants to participate, you know, I encourage you to do so because I think you're going to come out better for it. Whether your story gets in or not, it's going to be a stronger story because of it. Thank no, you. Know, it's the perfect came, learning experience. I, yeah, sure. I, I, I came from no, no place with very few resources other than was very lucky to be born of a talented family, but I, I had very little resources. So I have to teach myself and, struggle and get kicked to the curb a lot. So I'm very, very happy to be able to encourage and nurture people. It's just in my nature because I didn't get a lot of that from the, from the, from the community. You know, everybody is very, very product oriented and I'm really story oriented. So thank, thank you for the validation. It makes me really happy, Martin. Thank you. You're and very Nick, welcome. Nick, thank, thank you that for that glowing endorsement. I appreciate it. Hey, Martin, stay, stay cooped up. And stay safe, and um, I'm sure we'll hear more from you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Everybody, uh, I can't wait to read the rest of the stories in the book, and everybody take care. All right. Have Thank you one. for stay calling. Safe it was awesome. All right. Uh, we have got Nick. Can you hear me? We've got another oh, 916 yep. caller. Yep. And I another 916 caller. Yeah, and the switchboard, there's just so many callers. I'm trying to get to everybody, I promise. Um, (laughs) This is why Nick and I, we talked about this earlier on in the morning. I said, maybe we should make this show an hour and a half instead of just our basic hour because I think we're going to get a lot of callers. And we are getting, I think we might 
break the callers on Block Talk Radio because our switchboard We're is gonna lit We're going to break Block Talk Radio. We're going to break yeah. Block Talk Radio. Okay, we it. got another 916. Who's that? And next we're going to pick up, pick up on 781-916. Hello? Yes. Hello? Hi, Hello? there he is. Hello. Hello. This is Russell. Russell Carroll. Hey, Russell. Hey, Hi, Russell. Russell. How are we doing? Carroll. I'm doing, doing good. How are you doing? We're Fantastic. doing pretty good. <laughs> I think we're all fine at Daddy, just cabin fever. That's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're all so excited at the same time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> if you think here. about it, we're keeping social distance right now. That's right. Yes, we certainly are. We're doing our yes, duty. But, hey, <laughs> hey, Mr. Carroll, so what's going on on your neck of the woods? Well, my neck of the woods is close to your neck of the woods, and it's beautiful weather out there, so we can't complain about that right now. No. Isn't it? It's not raining. It's all sunny. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. Yeah. Not to make other callers jealous if you're not in this neck of the woods, but sorry. Yeah. It is nice. But we're all looking at the same four walls, probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, sadly. <laughs> hey, what would you like to say about your experience? Well, my experience was awesome. Um, it's actually a little ironic because two callers previous, you were speaking with mm-hmm. Jace, and he's actually mm-hmm. a great friend of mine, been a friend for I don't even want to say how many years because I don't want to date myself, but a long time. And no one knows, so I always date myself. <laughs> it's hard yes. it's a guessing game. Oh, it's long time. Let me just say that. And you have something in common uh, with with Jace. uh, Well, Jace and I met in the fifth grade, so how about I just say that? Yep. There we go. You know, I mean, you know, just go go for the generics. You know, in in the worst case scenario, we can always uh, try to narrow it down by saying. You know, it's just around the time when MTV was still playing music. Uh, was Michael Jackson and Prince still around? Uh, yes, Michael Jackson was okay. at the height of his popularity. MTV was playing videos still, all that good stuff. We have an idea. There, there we go. Russell, Russell, yours is another kind of, I believe that your purple, the purple heart is your story. And I think that also has some uh, relevance to your real life as well, doesn't it? Oh, it does. Yeah, it's. Uh, mm-hmm. I would just say it is my real life because as a first-time published author, mm-hmm. thank you very much to both you and Nick. Sure. Awesome. Thank you awesome for being job. great. Sure. You know, I approached it. You know, Jace was the one who told me about this competition, and, and he kind of mm-hmm. challenged me to go ahead and submit a story. So I said, yeah, that sounds – I'm going to do it. And so I just thought, okay, what do, what do they always tell first-time authors? Write what you know, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next thing is write about, you know, what scares you or what would be the most horrific for you. Write about that, mm-hmm. and then hopefully that will scare others or be something that they can relate to that scares them or horrifies them. Sure. And you did that. And, you know, I think an, an automa- something that the horror genre writers, at least all of them, big, you know, established or new writers, 
also they have an edge in another thing we don't talk about a lot. And yes, you should write what you know, but you also should know the audience you're writing to. And I think we all really know each other really well. So I think that's why some of these are, I mean, so many of these, all of them are so successful at hitting the marks because uh, we're, we're writing for ourselves and ourselves are very much like the audience that's going to be reading it. So it's, it's kind of a neat relationship. Well, yeah, I hope so. I hope that uh, people can relate to something in the story, but hopefully not the ending. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I'll, I'll say this much. You, you you already have me intrigued just from the title alone. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those uh, self-professed uh, bibliophiles. So I, I usually try to read at least four books a month. So uh, I'm really, really looking forward to digging into it and reading it. Great. Well, uh, thank you. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, the the process couldn't have been any better of an experience. So for any other new authors or authors who are just getting started, go for it. Joe was fantastic. As the other caller, Martin, was saying, yeah, I mean, it's just you were nothing but professional, offered great perspective, great feedback, and it was just a pleasurable experience. Thank you so yeah, much, and um, really glad you And let me, let, me, let me just say this real quick, because you're talking about how, like, first meeting Joe, how cool it was to meet him. My first time meeting Joe, it was like talking to an old friend that I'd known for 20 years. He's like, hey, yeah, let's do this, man. <laughs> I'm down. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's how Joe is, and I think that's probably why everything that's coming about with you, Joe, right now, that, uh, okay, um, okay, Michael Monster, yeah, I'm, I'm getting, I'm trying to get to all the callers. We got a lot of callers, and this is yep. why, Joe, because you're, you're very personable. Would you agree? Well, I love people, you know. I'm one of those people that says I love people, and I actually mean it. I really, really do feel that this is our family, and I, I'm from Hawaii, and you guys know Ohana from Lilo and Stitch, but to me it just means that you treat your, your adopted uh-huh. family as well as you treat your blood family. And mm-hmm. so we're all, you know, especially the horror family is my family, so I, I do hope they see my, you know, my uh, – Fidelity and, and my affection for them, and then it you know pays off. I'm very happy to hear that. Um, I might extend the show for another two, uh, another thirty minutes. Uh, Joe, would you? I'm Let me here. See I'm if not I can going anywhere. We got so many callers, and I got so many people saying, "Hey, I want to call in. I'm calling in, and I kind of want to get to this person because." They're at work, and they're calling in right now. Uh, this sure. is a story wow. time. They're supposed to, oh, my gosh. We got so many calls. Oh, does Yay. story time hang up? Hold on. Okay, story time. Call back in. We'll pick you up. She, uh, or he, <laughs> said, oh, you know what? Heck that. Forget that. I'm calling in. Okay, so we will get to, like I said, the next caller. And um, Alan in the chat room said, I wrote uh, 13 Miles as a novelist. I found extremely difficult writing a short story to begin with, Mm -hmm. but Joe helped a lot with uh, condensing it with my first story, 
caller in the Georgia edition. I can't thank mm-hmm. him enough for his professionalism uh-huh. and guidance. Thank you, Alan. Anytime. In or outside of these projects, anytime I can help, I'm there for you. Thank you. Yeah, that that's that's a good compliment. I mean, people are really giving you really good compliments. Okay. I'm just, I'm just so glad that we're we're all contributing to having people make their best work. That's all that matters. That's great. And, and I mean, not not to mention, you know, one of the greatest rewards you can ever get for something like this is always the advice and input. Because, you know, we we've mm-hmm. all been there. How many times have we sent stuff out to editors, and you know, six months later, everything is still quiet. Right. Right. And then they'll say, Oh, we'll publish your book if
So mm-hmm. I thought, what if a gypsy goes there, a traveling gypsy who makes Halloween costumes, mm-hmm. actually goes around and makes them out of people? Oh, very nice premise. Very nice horror premise. The story, uh, spooky story is the costume tailor. And I got to say, this story is very cinematic. You think in very, very sort of cinematic tropes. And it was very, at once it was unique and innovative, but it was also very familiar feeling, which I think is a credit to you. And I, I hope you're happy with the, with the end result because I thought you did a great job. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Everybody did. But yeah, who 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 can uh, forget a name like Spooky Boo Rhodes? That's true. That's very true there. <laughs> I, I, there really I, I, stands I've out. Tried. I've tried and I can <laughs> <laughs> And that is my name, so it's like, okay, Helen Boo Rhodes, but people like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope you'll encourage some of your friends. I know I know that most of us you know, have fledgling writers and, and people were never at the same level at the same time of, of accomplishment, but we're all ready and willing to go. I hope you'll tell some of your other friends who may never have uh, thought about actually, you know, finishing something and submitting. I hope you'll inspire some of them to, to join us. That would be great. Oh, I definitely will. And I share it everywhere. I'm really into social media and all of that. So great. I've been sharing it and hopefully they can also see, hey, yeah, that's something I can do. Yeah. You know, and please yeah. let us know which minute you get a hard copy of your book in your hand. I want to know what that experience is like because there's nothing like it. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> you, you oh, are, I definitely you will. Yeah. I definitely will. Thank you. Good talking Thank to you. you, Spooky. Are you at work now? Yeah, well, I have a second business that I do, so I'm kind of doing that too. Gotcha. Well, thank well, you. Well, don't work too hard what you're doing. Yeah, thanks for spending time and. I guess we'll get to some of your other uh, compatriots, but thank you so much for being with us. And I hope you hope you'll be a fan of Francie's show. I, I am. It's really fun. All of them. Awesome. Really I'll, sub- I'll subscribe to it. And thanks for having me. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Do it. I promise we don't I will. Bite. I will. But you got to do is push button. Just one button. <laughs> All right. Uh, we do. Um, it, it, it was great hearing from you, uh, Spooky Boo, and I'm so that is that does kind of fall off your lips, cute Spooky Boo. Spooky Boo. It's gonna be huge, Spooky Boo. There you go. <laughs> I, I feel inclined to call uh, Francie that, but I would feel like uh, a part of me is cheating on her. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm teen. <laughs> <laughs> now, Joe, here's something. I mean, I want to take, I'm about to pick up on um, area code 781. This is something mm-hmm. that you got to take into consideration. Our switchboard uh-huh. is lit up. I'm trying my best to get to everybody. I even, uh, I'm going to try and get the show further. I think mm-hmm. an hour and a half is not enough. <laughs> um. Uh, this is kind of Break cool. Break out the mantle and uh, put some. Put, Thank put you, what's up? Hey, I'm calling in. Mm-hmm. William, how proud are you to be a part of this show, too? William? Oh, I, 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 I'm loving it. I am, you know. I, yeah, I mean, is, so glad to be here. 
This is great. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Seven eight one. I promise you, you were next. Seven eight one. Oh, and uh, Spooky Boo said that was fun. Wait to hear the others. Thank you. No, thank you, Yay. Scary Boo. I will remember that name forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Seven eight one. Hi, can you hear me? Hi. Yep, yep. we hear you. Hi, we do it. Hi. Hi. Good, good. Thanks. This is Joe Bitten. I wrote uh, Lioness. Joe Bitten. Nice. I love your story. Joe's great. <laughs> well, awesome. You. You're, think you're one of us of one of our Hollywood Hollywood crew, huh, Joe? I I am. Yeah, the area code's deceiving. I still got the Boston area code, but I am living in uh, Hollywood. And I heard oh, you gave you yourself Boston. away at Boston. You don't got sunshine and palm trees out there, so (laughs) there you go. I'm happy. Thanks for the story. Well, you know, it's Boston, California. Joe's story is really well crafted. Joe's story is seriously well crafted. It's uh, I didn't have many notes for Joe. I had a lot of uh, a lot of praise for Joe, uh, but he accepted. You know, I always try to try to. Say something, like I said, I'll, I'll give notes to Ed Poe and Hemingway because it's my job. It's sometimes embarrassing, <laughs> you know, that's my job. But yeah, Joe's story was really tight and it's really creepy. And Joe, you are definitely a horror fan. Uh, your your ending was 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 appropriately gruesome, and um, you've written a ton. <laughs> this is your first published publication too, huh? Yeah, it is my first, uh, you know, officially published work. And, uh, you know, I really can't thank you enough, Joe, and, and definitely out to Nick as well, you know, for making the process so, you know, um, I mean, I really felt supported and encouraged through the process. Uh, I just can't say enough good things about my experience submitting. You know, it was really um, a, a wonderful surprise. Great. And, I, and I'm glad that um, you, you wrote this story for the anthology, right? I did, yeah. You know, I actually the bug in my ear was from was from Martin Aguilera, who was just on, uh, whose story is yeah. fantastic. I loved his story, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I I love the challenge um, of doing twenty five hundred words. And you know, I personally, I've never been to Nevada, so uh, mm-hmm. you know, having never been there and having to keep it so tight uh, was a really wonderful challenge. And uh, I think that's why I kind of honed in on doing a simple moralistic type tale because I immediately thought tales from the crypt, you know, these tight little stories that are just, you know, yep, that kind of you can have fun with. And Well, for someone yeah. that's never in Nevada, you sure took us there. And uh, your story, uh, more than many, um, you really took us out into the desert, which was really cool. And, um, you know, I, I, what was, you know, writing a story for, what was the biggest challenge of writing a 2,500 word story for you? Since I think you're, you're more familiar with the long form, what were some of the challenges and transitions that you went through to get it, get it to where, where it had to be? Well, you know, that's actually the, the challenge was also the specific challenges to this were also where I reaped the most benefit from the experience. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, one of my biggest hurdles as a writer is not overwriting. I, I uh-huh. you know, get oh, yeah. lost and can go on for pages about, you know, the way the moonlight is hitting the, the woods. And, you know, it's, 
it's, it's yeah. very self-indulgent tends to be my thing, you know? So uh, I really enjoyed having to just say, okay, like what's, what's necessary, you know, what do we absolutely mm-hmm. need to, to, to get the scene? Um, and I actually found myself, you know, trying to think of all the great, uh, you know, pulp writers, uh, these, especially all the, you know, the noir writers and stuff that just keep it to dialogue and very little description. Um, so I tried to write with that sort of pacing. Um, and, uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun doing it. And it's, it's now a skill that I'm, I'm hoping to continue to hone uh, in my other work. Good. I hope you'll submit uh, some more to us. One thing that I, think... um, I, I thought mm-hmm. that you said that was great is that um, doing this was a great experience because a lot of authors and a lot of storytellers, they have such a bad experience. And I thought that that was great that you said that this was a really good experience for me. I mean, definitely. And, and especially to all the horror writers and everything out there um, who might be timid. I was also timid. Um, and I get it. Writing is such a personal thing and it can feel almost like handing over, like you were talking about birth before handing over your baby to a stranger and, and waiting for criticism. Uh, but Joe is such a horror fan. I felt like I was talking to, to just more of the horror family uh, who got mm-hmm. what I what I saw and and understood you know the genre so well uh, and again Joe is just so supportive and kind uh, so you know there's there's really nothing to be afraid of if you're worried about submitting please don't be it was a great experience well, thanks for that that That's, is um, awesome that that <laughs> yeah, you can't Joe, go wrong there for sure <laughs> what you should do thanks, is you just got an amazing quote to help help you with all this. Yeah, you well, Joe, thank you so much that. for taking the time. I'm so happy that you submitted. It's a it's a really it's a it's a very masterful story, and uh, I hope that I hope that you'll do more in the genre, and I hope that you'll submit more for us. And um, in the case of Joe, who's working in long form. Um, you know, a lot, all of you fledgling writers and even some of you established short story writers, when you read Joe's story, Lioness, take a look at it and think about it as an outline form too. Think about how you could reverse engineer something that's so rich in, in, in place and imagery and setting. You could really explode it into a much longer, a longer story. And I think that that's, a, that's something for all of you writers who submit or who have stories in the anthology to think about too. Um, you know, stories aren't done until you abandon them. So you can always open them up. You can, you know, there's, there's a, a million repurposings and, you know, and, and inspirations that you can get from having participated in a 2,500-word uh, story. So thanks for that, Joe. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for letting me call in. Thank you. Sure, we'll uh, thank you and, for calling in. Uh, and, we, and keep up the great work. Another... Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we got another caller, Joe. Yeah. I'm telling you, the switchboard's lit up. <laughs> All right, we got area code 702. Hello. Hello. Hello there. Or should I say good evening? Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, this is Sam Glass, Jr., the author of The Other Way of Stopping. 
Hey, Jim, awesome. how are you? How's it going? Pretty good. How are you all doing? Great, great. Your, good? your story was very, very, <laughs> it was very confident, and I really loved reading it. I'm really proud and privileged that you that we got to work together on it, and uh, it, the result was really great. So thank you. Well, I have to thank you for your feedback because uh, nothing is more infuriating than getting an editor who either is so vague you have no idea what the hell they want or they <laughs> micromanage every period, every semicolon. It's like, oh, my God, really? But I got to tell you, Joe, this, um, this opportunity couldn't have come at a better time for me because I probably got one of the more um, – unusual backgrounds mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you got me a year after I got out of the hospital due to uh, shall we say a very severe reaction to a prescription drug oh I'm glad you I'm glad so you pretty much uh, back in 2018 I was just about out of here and I was also in the middle of trying to do prep for my first short film when it happened mm-hmm mm-hmm but um, I've been writing going on, I guess, 60 years now. I'll be 60 in a couple of months. And if I had any kind of advice to give other writers out there, it's don't ever stop. You know, if it's exactly. no more than just a couple little ideas that you jot down every day, keep writing. Awesome advice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And, um, and the thing about it is that no matter how – corny or mundane or stupid, something may sound that you wrote down, you may not go back and take the idea and flesh it out into something, but it may also inspire you to something else because i got to be honest with you. I wrote the other way of stopping, especially for the anthology, hoping to get it in. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was, and um, it was, your, your suggestions were so helpful in that respect because I had been working on – well, trying to get myself give myself a swift kick in the ass to get this started, I wanted to write an anthology that gave me the opportunity to take song titles of songs mm-hmm. I've always loved and then say, mm-hmm. okay, take this title and make a story fit to it and make it, and, and mm-hmm. somehow get it to make sense. So one That's of my favorite though. tracks was The Other Way of Stopping from an album mm-hmm. by the police. And I thought, let's see if we can do this and make it fit the theme that you had outlined for the anthology instead of just mm-hmm. retrofitting a story that I'd previously written and say, okay, let's change location to Vegas and then just schlep it in. I'm so glad you did that. You know, I met Nicholas, who published an early story of mine under the same circumstances. He was publishing an anthology called Anthology of the Living Dead. And my, you know, I was like, oh, okay. And I, and I gave it a shot and it really was a great process you know, just creating something to hit the marks that were laid out in front of me, and it, it really inspired me to do a lot more work. So I think I had sort of the same experience that you did in, in uh, you know, putting it together and, and having it become much a, much bigger an influence in my general writing than I thought it would be. It became much more than just a story. It became an uh, education in process, and it became, uh, you know, the idea that, you know, yeah, that novel or that screenplay might have to wait a little bit, but I can knock one of these out, and I can I can just work it and work it until it's ready. And so um, I totally relate to what you're saying about you know rather than repurposing something, creating something for the specs of the of the book. And I'm really glad you did. 
Well, I cannot Me thank too. you and Megan, uh, both of you, enough for this opportunity because, um, surprised as it may sound, this is the first anthology I've ever gotten into with a horror story. Well, welcome wow, to Breakout. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yep, will not be the Thank last. you so much because um, uh, before when I tried to get stuff published under regular channels, I couldn't get arrested. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, it's now hard. It's now so you got a resume. You yep, and you don't get a conversation usually. You know that's what I love about this. I, believe me, I've had tons of rejections, and they they never say, oh, well, you know, they will say we're sorry and it didn't, but they never tell give you any constructive, you know, clue as it to how was you might. Good, but yeah, it's no. usually formal letters, formal letters, and things that that are just uh, yeah. so uh, unpersonal. It's like, yeah, yeah. dear uh, writer. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was yeah. actually going to say. Thank you for your dear submission. Writer. Um, yeah, exactly. it was, but, you know. Yeah, you're uh, we don't need you right now. now. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. doesn't fit our needs at this time. We still have to call her on. Yep. <laughs> I do want to hear his corniest line ever because he says, he has made a couple of corny lines. Come on, give us your corniest. Um, I can't, I can't think of one on top of my head now. <laughs> Whoops. He's called. I've written so many. He's wished the corn. He's wished the corn away into the cornfield. They're gone. Good. No more corn. Corn you know, I think his legend has it. Stephen King Stephen King once wrote that um, back in the day, he wallpapered his wall with rejection slips. Yep. Ah. Yeah. I mean, Corey ah. Ackerman rejected stories. Ah. When he was 14, he sent a, a short story to Forey for Famous Monsters, and Forey rejected it. I remember Forey saying, yeah, Stephen King sent me his <laughs> horror story when he was 14, and I rejected it. I, I wonder if anything ever became of him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's funny uh, you bring up Stephen he, King because that, back uh, in the day. King, he commented on Sinners, uh, and the guy was like, this guy tweeted back, and he said, have you ever seen Sinners? He's like, freaking I wrote the book. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> it's like. Do you even know who you're talking to? Okay, we got 909. 909's coming in live. See you, Sam. Hello? Hello? Yeah, Hello? thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sam. Yeah, Sam, you were great. Uh, you do yeah, thank you so much for having me. And give me your best, uh, your you're very best welcome. corny line, though. I tell you what, I'll, oh. I'll send it to Nick right and Joe later. <laughs> yeah, please do. We'll post well, okay, it. Okay, that's fair. We'll, we'll post it. <laughs> we will post that. Thanks again for a great story. We'll talk to you soon. All right, nine oh nine. You're live. How are you guys doing? Hey, Good. We're, we're doing great. We don't have coronavirus, and we got TP. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Luke Jonovic. I did anti, uh, Anti Up. Hey, Luke. How are ah, you? Good to hear fantastic. That's um, well, great to hear you. I'll talk to you guys, too. Yeah. So well, the, glad we made it out here. <laughs> anti Up. That, that was your first published story, wasn't it? 
Yes, it was. It was um, my friend Megan, who also got uh, accepted into the anthology. She uh, sent me all the information because I didn't even realize this was going on. And I was like, oh, my God, this is this is my chance at long last. Yeah, she was she was a good advocate for you. She actually pinged me a bunch on, on private message. Did you get my friend Luke's story? Did you get my friend Luke's story? Did you get... <laughs> she was looking after she was looking after well, you. Yeah, she's terrific too. I was I was so paranoid. I was like, um, did it go through? Did, did, was there an email error? Did, uh, everything's okay, right? <laughs> more more than yeah. yes, the, the, the incredible waiting period, the ultimate horror yeah. story. Oh, it really is. It really. I was checking my email every single day. I was like, did I get something? Did I get something? Did I get something? <laughs> is it there? Yeah. You know, that that would be the worst story. story to write is the person waiting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> waiting and, to be accepted or rejected. <laughs> yep, yep. Exactly. <laughs> All the elements. Hey, Luke, um, you, you took on a really hard challenge. You had a story within a story which isn't easy to do. And other than formatting, it was pretty clear and uh, it was pretty ambitious. And I think you accomplished it. So bravo. Well, I really appreciate that. A little bit of trivia. Um, that story actually happened to me that I was uh, the guy at the gas station who dealt with that. Huh. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. And it's, it's one of my favorite stories. And I was like, you know what, this would be a great buildup. Um, yeah, because I wanted to work on a uh, a twist where it was a big. Dist- I wanted to uh, to focus on like on a Twilight Zone style of story mm-hmm. where you don't realize what's going on until the very end. Mm-hmm. Well, you you did that, and uh, I, I you could tell the story is really important to the person telling it, and uh, you know without giving any spoilers, it really descends into uh, the the crux of. Uh, of the you know morality tale you're telling, and I thought I thought that was really fascinating. So ambitious, difficult, and and well done. Well, thank you very much. Uh, and like what the other caller said, um, I was the guy who was scared to death to submit this because I have never really submitted anything where I got feedback before. So sure. <laughs> the moment I got uh, Joe's notes, I was like, oh god, here we go. Here comes the, the cleaver. <laughs> Yeah. That's that's yeah. great. That, 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 Do you kind that, of feel like you're turning in your English term paper like Okay, so here's the assignment. <laughs> Do it and you turn it into the English professor and they're like wrong and No. Or of course why is uh, there you're a also comma hoping there? Uh, you don't need a comma there. Mhm. Yeah. Or, or, or of course you can always hope so that it'll, it'll, uh, you know, it'll run like NASCAR. It'll have its own sponsorship, so it'll say on the top page, uh, the following feedback has been sponsored in part by Jack Daniel's whiskey. The ultimate for the writers. Full, full disclosure, Luke, uh, you turned it around on me because the first res- first response you sent to me started out with. I got rid of your notes, and I was like, oh, no, oh, no, I, I offended him. But basically, you were just saying that you got rid of them because you needed the space at the top of the page. So I had my yeah. moment of anxiety, too. <laughs> no, I actually, what I did was um, I copied and pasted that on a uh, notepad 
next to the Google documents just so I could make sure I re- kept rereading everything you wrote. I was like, okay, this okay. is what he said. This is the inspiration. I actually still have it on my computer because it's like it's become kind of like a good luck charm. It's like if I keep this, maybe they'll accept me. <laughs> Well, now we should do is frame it for prosperity thing too with, with the uh, with the picture of the book cover. Yeah, there you yeah. go. That's a great idea. <laughs> great book covers too, Nicholas. We got to give props to Sean. Those book covers are, are really, you know, really whimsical and fun and colorful and creepy and you know I love them. Yeah, Sean Langley illustration. He is awesome. So yeah, those are incredible that he did and stuff. Uh, I I do have to give myself a little bit of credit for doing the background of him, but the focus That's is true. all his, and it is just first rate. It is. You guys are great. Well, you guys know how to nail it. So good job to both of you. <laughs> and, and Luke, I, I hope you're going to write a lot more, Luke. I hope this is the beginning for you. And like like we always say, it'll probably get harder and harder to give you know, so much personal feedback. But we're all we're all here beyond these anthologies. You know, when you write your novel, uh, make sure that you run it past Nick because he's, you know, he's an amazing uh, mentor and an amazing uh, conduit for, you know, first-time novelists and, and writers in general. It, I don't think, without speaking for Nicholas, I, I, I can't imagine anything he loves more than, than discovering new talent. So, you know, keep him in mind when you write well, yeah, really be uh you guys will definitely be hearing back from me. Trust me. I'm already uh, working on uh, a new story right now. Great. Awesome. That's what we want. That is Thanks awesome headline news. So yeah, I just want to thank all you guys for this great opportunity. I mean, it's a dream come true, and I can't wait to get my hands on it. Great. Well, thank you for you your it. talent. <laughs> and is that why it's a dream come true is because you got talent. You made yeah. it a dream Appreciate come that. true by writing such a great story. Yeah. You know. Give yourself Thank a you pat so on much, the back. We can't do it for you. <laughs> 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 it's true. All right. Um, another caller, area code 602. All right. Hey there. Hello. Hi there. Hi there. Hello. This is this is Mike. I wrote uh, Papa, which was uh, surprisingly enough incorporated into the book. I love Papa. I thought that was great, Mike. I thought uh, you guys, Mike is written from a, a very unusual perspective. I don't even want to give anything away. Let's just say that it's written from a very unconventional perspective. Um, I can't say any more. I'll give it away. But yeah, yeah, that was very creative, and um, I could tell that you really, really put your, your, you know, imaginary, you know, if there to see, you know, <laughs> how would this, this figure, you know, regard this, and what would what would this be like? For, it was it was terrific. That's that's all I'm going to say. But you say something. How 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 did you like uh, working with with our uh, anthology, with our process, and all that? It was wonderful, and I, I just first I want to add my voice to the chorus of appreciation for Joe. Um, I sent my you know I sent my my subscription or my uh, submission in. Uh, I waited a week on pins and needles, you know, checking my phone every time an email would bing, and then it finally came through, and I, I honestly expected to just be a picture of a big middle finger. Um, but no, it was much friendlier than that. And uh, um, you know, and the notes he gave me were honestly they were. 
Well, all, the notes he gave were honestly all things that were kind of nagging at me, things that didn't feel quite right. And he helped me sand them down, and you know, and it was a great process. Um, and honestly, I really want to I want to encourage anyone who's on the fence. If you're thinking about submitting, but you're like me, and you're like, oh, I'm not actually a writer. I just kind of like to doodle now and then. Roll the dice, take the chance. It doesn't cost anything, and it was a great experience. Um, and uh, honestly, I wouldn't have gotten it in if I hadn't had the nudge from my wife. So I want to thank her as well. She, Yay! Uh, Ooh, I, awesome. I was, I was playing around yeah, a little yeah, bit. Like, That's a great idea. And is a better woman. Oh, <laughs> true or yeah, You know, my. Mike let me meddle a little bit more than I usually do. I felt very comfortable with Mike, and he was so open. He let me meddle a little bit more than I normally would, and I, I think I, 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 I pointed out that I was meddling because his story gave me so many ideas myself. I just was so excited to share them with him. Normally I try not to, you know, not to, to muddy the waters with any ideas I had, but his story was already solid. He was already on his way, and I didn't think it would interfere with what he was trying to do. And so I was – at that point, I got to be a fan, and I just got to say, oh, you know, I was thinking, you know, you made me think of this. And you, and that's what makes it exciting for all of us, and that's what truly makes it, you know, a collaborative situation. Even though, you know, my collaboration is, is reflecting, it still was a lot of fun for me. So thanks for that, Mike. Thanks for being so open. No, it was wonderful. You added some uh, – you had a nice little dash of spice to the soup, and I really liked it. <laughs> Great. Well, that's good though. Cause, I mean, when you when you actually start to see other ideas formulate just from the review of this piece alone, that mm-hmm. you know, that only speaks for itself. So you know, I, I hope that uh, you're going to continue pushing forward because uh, yeah. you're definitely going to be on to something. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a nice little challenge writing from a well from a voice I've never written through before. And uh, you know, it was a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun, and I'm really looking forward to checking out everyone else's contributions as well. What's your What's your wife's name, Mike? Uh, Maria. Yeah, she. Uh, mm-hmm. Re- return the favor and push Maria. Make her write us a story. Awesome! You got it. Great Although idea, my, uh, Joe. There we go. Well, well, Joe, I am going to light a fire too because my uh, daughter Alira is already working on a piece for the next one. Thank yeah, you. Talk about a family affair. Yeah, we got the monster kids. Got to get the monster kids involved. You know, it was cool too because when I was writing, both my daughters were going, "Daddy, Daddy," and like I got the story done. Daddy, did you kill me in your story? No, Daddy, did you kill me in your story? So that's that's a wonderful thing. (laughs) You know, I'm not a fortune teller, but I can see easily in your future of your whole family um, having a book signing together. That would be great. That would be awesome. The family that's played now, together, well, you know. <laughs> now, now, make sure you have extra here. copies of. Just make sure you have extra copies on the book on hand, uh, you know, for when the when the schools reopen and the kids decide to go to show and tell and say, "My dad killed me during the course of our time off." No, not <laughs> really. Let me show you. <laughs> well, thanks, Mike. Thanks for calling and thanks for being there. I'm really glad you're such a you're such a great. Uh, advocate for this project and uh, I know we'll see more of you and thanks for taking the time hey thank awesome. you very much thank it's been you. a blast and thank you guys all for the opportunity in. Take care. And, uh, any well, of these definitely authors, keep up with the great work but... you know looking looking forward to some more so keep Absolutely. it unusual 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, any of these authors that want to call in uh, or want to be a guest on the show, we are totally open up because we're relaunching Francie and Friends. And, you know, you, Joe, I'm about to pick up on another 916. Sacramento is calling <laughs> in all of a sudden. Sacramento um, in the house. That want to be on the show, we can schedule them. We're picking back up Francie and Friends. Um, last month we got 217,000 plus listeners. Right, mm-hmm. William? Great. William, you there? Yep. Yep, yeah, I'm here. So our numbers, I'm I'm looking at our numbers because I'm pushing the show, and I didn't push it for a little while, and it's kind of like mm-hmm. let's get the show back going, and I was like, Joe Mo, you were the start of it. Great. So you're you're helping me push the show, and I think that's great, and I got William Brower, Brower. Uh, Tom Sawyer, I guess he had to work today. Well, we got, Aww. you know, that's... Well, I'm glad William's here. It's good, it's good to have you. Him... Well, thank you. Oh, definitely. <laughs> it's always great, so, too. He's also a Black Betsy book author. Like, he, he, he's got six books with he me. He is a great guy. He is, Tom Sawyer is a really good guy. And William Brower and Tom Sawyer has got this little bro romance that's going on, but this person from 916 has been holding on for 15, 52 minutes, and, well, okay, well, okay, he just held on for 53 minutes, 916, who's that, who that, hello, hi, hello, hi, Who's this patient? Who's this patient writer? <laughs> Anyone? Is the, writer, is the writer writing? Nine one six five zero one. Are you there? Oh no, we can't. Fifty three minutes, and then we dropped them. You think? Him or her? No. Caller, no, can no, you I hear me? <laughs> oh wait. Have we lost them? Oh. That was Nick. Hold on, that was Ross. Oh, that that oh. was me. I am nine one six. Hey, glad to be on the Whoa. show. <laughs> Thanks for holding. Well, we're glad to have you here, Nick. What are you working on? <laughs> the anthology. <laughs> well, that's the great. Next you know. one. Uh, that's well, even more terrific. Hey, you know what? I, I do want to take an opportunity, really short uh, and quick, but speaking of Francine Friends and stuff, uh, her show's been really around for 11 years, and that's yep. how we met. I was a guest on her show the first year that she was doing this, and uh, and then we uh, we ended up talking uh, and talking some more and talking, and then I flew to South Carolina, and I brought her back here. Well, thank so you. So her show has been highly influential. So, yes, so uh, it, it it goes back. Yes, it does. Um, I mean, back, back, back. Yeah. God, I mean, so I, I, I still remember um, when, when, you know, actually, I know Francie had brought him up before when uh, when she had John as the original uh, co-host, and you were just getting involved in it, and I'm like, wait a minute, Nick Nick Ravalski, wait, the author? 
Halloween, dude. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yepers. Yep, yep, Nick, you have lots of friends and lots of fans, that's for sure. I remember uh, J. Travis Grundon, who, who was editing that uh, anthology. I first met you. He, he couldn't have spoken more highly of you. So you have a lot of people that are grateful and appreciative and who really respect your work. So good going. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's my life's work. I used to be a preacher growing up mm-hmm. uh, just out of high school, and um, and these days, well, I, I've been writing since the 80s, but uh, uh, especially the last oh, 15 years or so, um, it's just uh, I've, I've turned all the passions that I've ever had in my life, amplified them, turned them into uh, reaching out to people uh, 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 in the horror genre and writing in particular, just, just writing anybody who writes and tells stories. It, it's just, it's amazing. It's an amazing experience. Um, and it's heartfelt. It's my passion. It's something that, uh, it's my life's work. Um, yep. and, and, uh, particularly the, uh, helping unsung authors find themselves and get published. And you hear that mm-hmm. nowadays a lot too, with, uh, with people saying you too can be a self-published author or a published author. Just pay me $1,500. And, and uh, we'll, we got a team of editors and blah, blah, blah and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's not like that at all. It's like, you know, there, there's, it's a business, there's a profit involved, but we accept the author first and make money off of their, off of putting out their book. So, well, you know, I'm going to as, as a, just as a, as a testimonial to that, when you and I first spoke, I was, I did, I didn't know, you know, I don't know the publishing business. I know the writing business, but I, you know, when I first talked to you about it, I was very tentative about saying, you know, Nicholas, can we, can we do this anthology? I mean, do we have to charge a fee? And he said, are you kidding? We'll never charge a fee. I mean, you were, you were adamant about that. So that's just your integrity, and that's, that's standard operating with you. You, you really want to share in the success of things, and you want to put your belief and your, you know, invest in, in people to, to put out their best work, and, you know, the rest will take care of itself. So. I can say 100% that you, you know, you're not in it to gouge the writer. You're, you're in it to promote the writer, to present them, and hopefully reap some benefit from introducing them to grateful readers. So I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Love to do it. I, I work on it every single day. I don't even give myself a break except to maybe to watch a movie here and there. And stuff. then I go back to the computer. So uh-huh. I know that I've got a oh, that, lot of books to publish this year too, besides the anthologies. And but yep. uh, yeah, that's uh, what I'm all. About. I don't see that. But I mean, you know, but that, but then that again, that's uh, that, that's the joy of the creative mind, though. You know, we can't really we we don't know how to really take a full break. We we could do a quick two hour pause, maybe grab a bite to eat in between. But other than that, you know, it's just we let the ideas flow through. Yeah. And right. You know, uh, uh, another thing too was uh, if uh, if any of you uh, uh, go online and and uh, and Google me and stuff, you'll you'll see a little bit of my history with interviews and stuff. But I I was screwed when I came uh, when I wrote Halloween Four and uh, mass market paperbacks back in the eighties and everything by publishers. So mm-hmm. in being a publisher myself, I, I'm. I, I learned so much. I want to be the opposite of what they were to me. That's, yeah. that's uh, one of the big things for me. I, I want to 
I want to actually care about the writers, unlike those other people. Yep. And that's good. I mean, you know, you you know, you know how to take the tragedy and, and flip it, which is great because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, this, you know, it, it's uh, it's a tough industry. It, it always has been. You know, um, you know, getting Very published is almost. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I always I always try to tell people that, uh, you know, if you look at the statistics of it, you you have more chances of hitting lotto at least uh, six times in a row than winning the big contract. So. You know, it's a dog-eat-dog and cutthroat and mm-hmm. sacrifice everything else. Yeah, and I, I don't yeah, want exactly. and... to – go ahead, Nicholas. Sorry. Oh, well, you know, yeah. it, as, oh, that's okay. You know, in this day and age, uh, everybody is self-published too. It's so mm-hmm. easy to get published by publishing yourself, whether you pay for it or go on CreateSpace or, you know, there there is some, you know, you, you don't have to pay for it. You can actually just be – just publish yourself. But uh, at the same time, the the industry gets so convoluted by that from people that lack uh, uh, practical editorial, um, uh, you know, this and that. Um, and uh, and uh, more often than not, yeah, I'm a published author, self-published, and my book uh, is great as far as I'm concerned, but it's not selling because it, it hasn't gone through the process of being perfected and enough to, like, show it to the world it's as is and and more often than not it just doesn't sell doesn't do anything sometimes it does but i mean you know there's nothing better as a writer than being a bona fide um published author by being accepted into uh something you know it it's a it's a bad it's it's a looks great on a resume it's like Mm -hmm. something that you actually feel accomplished i was actually accepted they don't want anything from me uh, mm-hmm. And I was accepted by them. So, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot to be said about that. It's gold for a writer. It is. There's no, um, in these anthologies, we're nurturing and we're supportive, but being published in these anthologies is not a favor. People that are published in these anthologies have earned their spot in them. Yes, we, we try to push them along and, and offer what we can to, to guide them to, you know, whichever version they're going to end up with, because as we always say, you know, uh, there's a deadline and that's when you abandon the story, not before. So there's always work that we can do. And, you know, reading, reading afterwards, there's always things that we see and say, ah, you know what I could have. And, um, you know, but, but that's an important point Um, because Nicholas and Black Bedsheet Books is so open to new authors and, and has such a great intention for discovering talent. Um, we don't, we don't, as readers, we don't have to miss out on all of these gems that nobody else takes the time to, to look at or discover. So, you know, this is all merit-based, it's quality-based, and, um, you know, it's just, a, it's just a forum that is more open to everybody throwing their hat in the ring and uh, seeing, you know, come what may. But, but that openness is going to, you know, a lot, I have a feeling a lot of the people that we're seeing writing their first 2,500-word story are going to surprise us with their, you know, their first 400-page novel along the way. And mm-hmm. we'll be very proud to have been part of that trajectory, you know, all of us. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Yep. This is a stepping stone. Uh, short mm-hmm. stories yep. are like steps. Like in uh, the movie, What About Bob? Baby Steps. You know, yeah, but, yeah. Um, it's uh, uh, it's 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 a start, and uh, and all of you authors that have submitted, never give up. 
um, and, uh, and, and just, uh, and the ones that are accepted, of course, never give up, never give up anybody. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. should just keep on doing that and achieving their goals and their dreams and everything. And writing is therapy too. Even if you, your, your uh, aspiration is to be something else other than a writer, if you write on the side, it's still fulfilling and it's still something that's meaningful and substantial. And therapeutic. Very yes. therapeutic. I, I know for uh, for all the all the writers so far within the uh, anthologies, uh, you know, I I, I always uh, you know I've had a few people that have asked me about the contest uh, down here in Florida, and you know I've told them I was like, listen, it's it's almost like uh, Christmas, and uh, you know, Saint Nicholas Grabowski, not Santa Claus, but Saint <laughs> Nicholas up in California, you know, has an eye for what's good, and you know. You just hit the jackpot. You know, each of the, each of the stories, each of the titles is going to hit the right spots. So, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, and, that, and, that, and that's the that's that's the best way to handle it. You know, it's just if you're you know, you know if you follow, I mean, William and Nicholas are very very experienced, skilled writers, and you know, uh, you when you submit something, basically what you're doing um, in, in in our process is all you're doing is taking something that's that's good enough as it is and you're turning it over to some people who have a wider broader scope of of experience with with looking at a variety of things who are going to give you information that may help you take it to a level that's going to make it good good for your audience you know better for your audience as well i mean anything you write is good enough as it is for you but then our process basically superimposes the idea of a broader audience, and our job is just to give you ideas about how you can get there. And most stories are already, you know, in, in that heading in that direction already. So sometimes one or two voices saying, yeah, but what about this? Did you mean to say that? You know, this is great, but, you know, is this taking it in the direction you want? Have you spent a little bit too much time telling me where the tea shop is rather than describing the witch to me. I want to know what she's wearing, what her perfume smells like. That's the process. The process is trying to be an enhanced reader to your story and to try to help you push it in a direction that will make it even more viable to a wider audience. Now, that said, you can reject anything I say or anything Nicholas says as far as editorial goes. When we send you notes, uh, you know, you can say, thanks, but no thanks. And there's no hard feelings. This is your story. So we're, we're really there to support you and to offer what we can constructively. But always remember, if you're afraid to send something, don't be. But not only is the critique going to be constructive and, and supportive, but if you decide that it's off base, it doesn't work for you, you're more than welcome to disregard it, and there will be no repercussions. There will be no hard feelings. It will just be considered, you know, in the finished version that you decide to submit, and that's all that matters is that you're happy with it. Whether it gets in the book or not, there's lots of conditions to, to whether or not it, it fits. But there's no conditions to, to when you're happy with your story. You've got to be happy with your story. Yeah, you know, I've often wondered, too, from some of the some, some writers that I've come across in my life experience that um, uh, shy away from being published and everything. What, what do you write for? What's the reason for you're putting a story down on paper? I can understand journals. They're more personal. They're more family. They're not meant to be published necessarily. You don't really, you know, but, but, but when you write a story, when you write a piece of fiction, you can't just uh, keep it in the closet. Uh, there's got the 
part of the motivation has to be I want other people to enjoy it. And, uh, uh, and as soon as you get rid of the fear uh, behind what people will think about it and just put it out there anyway, uh, then any criticism that you get is, is very important because it's, it's in the act of showing it to people. You're going to get criticism. You're going to get love. You're going to get whatever you're going to get. You just can't be afraid to, to let it out there. Exactly. Hey, Nick. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Nick. Yes. Joe. Yes. I I actually got a um, special caller in. She wants to become a writer. She wants Great. to write stuff. She wants to do stuff. Uh, this is mm-hmm. actually my niece. No, love this girl. Uh, awesome. Michaela. Hi. 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 How are we doing? You have a little angel's voice. Don't you just want to hug her? <laughs> are you, okay, Kayla, you go ahead. I mean, here Kayla. you go. You want to be a writer. You want to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hi, Kayla. How are you? Hi. I'm good. How are you? So, I'm good. So you want to be a writer. Does that mean that you want to start writing, or does that mean that you already write, but you'd like to direct your material toward publication or toward uh, an audience seeing it? Where are you at? Um. So right now I I have a book, and I'm still oh. writing on it. And Great. it's just It's just like I'm in the process of, like, you know, Writing it, trying to make sure that, like, mm-hmm. I dotted my I's and crossed my T's, basically. Sure, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. still writing on it. I'm still working. Mm-hmm. And I'm so still working on if it. I may, if I may ask, um, are you finding there to be any obstacles, or do you ha- are you having any stopping points? Do you feel it's flowing pretty well so far? It's like... Right now, the story that I'm working on, it's like the flow is mm-hmm. like, okay, I get, you know how when you have a story and it's like flowing really, really well, you uh-huh. know, it's just like your mind wanders and then you're just like, oh, well, I probably should go back oh, and boy, boy. Oh, boy, do I know that. that. Well, and, I know I know that your fellow authors here on will have some opinions, but I'll, as an editor, I'll give you my my uh, opinion, and I'll try not to blah 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 too much. But my recommendation, because you you know, once you step into the role of a of a writer that's going to be published, there is a process, and it involves more people, and that's the process we've sort of been discussing today. So in acknowledging that that process is going to come along at some point, the best advice I can give you. Um, is to overwrite. Go ahead and write everything that's on your mind. Don't try to edit yourself. Don't prohibit yourself. Don't censor yourself. Let it flow mm-hmm. and let it come out and see what you end up with because along the way, hopefully, you'll have other people like me, Nicholas and William and, and even Francie who you share your work with who will give you opinions. Then it's your job to take those opinions, use what you can, throw away what you don't like, and to move forward. But the, the, the thing I would say to you is, if it's not too late, 
I would recommend that you do uh, some kind of an outline so at least you know what your beginning and middle and end is. And really, if you just want to have fun flowing, you just got to really know what the beginning and the end is. Because no matter how much middle you have, you can always go and you can tweak that, fix it, shorten it, lengthen it, hone it. But if you don't know where you're going, it's going to be really hard to get there. So that would be my editorial advice to you, and I hope it helps you. And now I'm interested to see what, what a publisher and writer, Nicholas and William, who's an established writer, um, what advice they would give a young writer. Now, uh, Excellent let, advice. Let me ask you this. Uh, what, uh, what genre are you writing offhand at the moment? Um, it's like kind of like fantasy adventure kind of. It's not necessary. It's not in the horror realm per se at all, but I kind of, it's about basically more of a, a self, a like self journey and like finding out what. Oh my gosh, my niece is a nerd. Yay. Yes, oh. I am. I'm a well, self-proclaimed and, and, nerd. Well, in, in that case, uh, uh, Nicholas, um, since, since I, since I, a bulk of my books are of a fantasy nature. Do you mind if I uh, provide some input? Right, go ahead. Cool. So, uh, pro- probably the easiest one I could give you to start with because um, you know fantasy is always a tough genre in general t- to uh, tolerate, uh, you know, especially when you're trying to find the flow and make sure that the plot is running smoothly. Put together a playlist of music. And uh, try to match it to uh, to the different scenarios. You know, uh, for example, uh, you know, when I right now I'm actually adapting some of my earlier fantasy works into scripts. So uh, I've got a playlist of uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves from the late Michael Kamen, um, soundtracks to uh, the Final Fantasy video game series from um, Hideo Koriachi, and uh, things like that. And you know, I'll just uh, I'll put my headphones on and uh, just start writing. And nine times out of ten, by the time I'm done, dinner's ready, or it's uh, time for breakfast the next morning. Yeah, oh, that's awesome advice. Kinda... I'm a soundtrack music junkie, so yeah. I, I can totally relate to All that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's the, 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 just one of those perfect advantages. You know, just kind of look for the right track and. You know, some, even the right composition that uh, just to, just to kind of get that little uh, itch satisfied. Taylor, mm-hmm. okay, well, I just messaged on Facebook. You're not a nerd. You're you're my baby girl. <laughs> I know. I don't think there's anything wrong with being a nerd. I oh no, you're a nerd. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with it. Nerd. I'm like I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> no, nothing wrong with being a nerd. That's for sure. I'm a nerd. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I, I think we're all nerds in a lot of ways. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what flavor. I gotta say, like I mean, you know, fuck, even if I was a nerd, nerd, but she was a team. Yeah, I pushed all okay. you guys okay. in the locker. I said okay. nerd, <laughs> nerd. <laughs> Oh. No, I'm go, kidding. Nerds is what makes the world go round. That's right. I, was say, I yeah, thought that was like, Skittles, but okay. <laughs> so Kayla is the protagonist 
is your protagonist based on you? Are you a character in your book? Well, the character that, like, my main character, she has some of, like, my characteristics, but uh-huh. obviously oh. she's, like, a personification oh, of mm-hmm. who, like, you know, like, some of my little quirks I, like, threw in there, but mm-hmm. I tried to keep it kind of distant, but yet grounded, if that any makes sense. Very smart. Because I don't want was her hero at the age of two. <laughs> That's a great I don't answer. want her to be like so much like me because I feel like if I make her so much like I am, then it kind of boxes me in because then I'm thinking, wait, I won't do that. So let's kind well, that's, of that's very intuitive. That that's very intuitive. You know, your audience also no, wants to Homer Simpson was her hero at the age of two when her mind was developing. <clears throat> mhm. She loved. Homer. Homer. Simpson. But now I love Daenerys Targaryen for Game of Thrones, so I think that might balance it out. Oh. There you well, go. now. <laughs> That's exciting. That's exciting. Well, I wish you best of luck. I can't wait to read this. I hope that you'll finish it. And, you know, don't don't let yourself stop. You know how when they make movies sometimes, if, you know, us living in California, sometimes we get to see movie screenings before movies are done. And they'll have this big glamorous scene, and then all of a sudden there'll be a blank card that says this scene to be inserted here. Just, just if you ever feel yourself stopping, just just put a placeholder in there, you know. Maybe maybe just a sentence mm-hmm. and just move on. Never let yourself stop. Just go forward because I can't wait to you know. The sooner you get to the end, the sooner you can start your next draft, and you know it's all a process. So I can't wait to read it. You know, and then and then of course now if you if you start uh, if you start you know, feeling like you're getting yourself frustrated and you're running out of ideas. You know, think of the old-fashioned uh, horror scenario of the fact of uh, you're sitting home alone by yourself watching TV, but then you hear somebody sneeze from the bedroom upstairs. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nobody uh, that's supposed to be in that bedroom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and that's, that's always a real, like, blood rush of, oh, no. Yep. <laughs> but it, and but it's, it's the best way to catch some It's like a really good show. Yeah, yeah you know, I wanted to mention I, I I I just looked at the time and the, the hour and a half is already gone, so we're uh, so there's no more callers, we're already after party. Um uh, so uh we and whenever we want to but I think that there's a little bit more to say. If, uh, like, uh, Joe wants to uh, send some more words of encouragement out there and uh, talk about our next volume, which is uh, Scary Indiana is coming right up, isn't it? Yeah, Scary Indiana is going to be coming up. And, you know, we don't, none of us know the future of uh, live gatherings for now, but this kind of uh, these books, these anthologies and writing and publishing in general are kind of uh, disaster proof. You can, you know, maybe, maybe now is the best time that you'll ever have to spend time with yourself and turn, you know, isolation or if somebody's lonely, it will be time to turn those things into the, you know, the luxury of solitude and really set yourself about telling a story that needs to come out. Um, You know, I hope that you'll, you'll create things that we can publish 
which would mean they'd have to be genre, horror, sci-fi, fantasy, and things that touch around the edges of that. But whether you do or not, I hope you'll write something. And, um, you know, we're, we're open and excited to, to get a look at all of this, this new material. We're, uh, if anything, I'm very, very flattered, and I'm sure Nicholas is, that we got so many great testimonials about our process. I hope that's been encouraging to, to writers who are thinking about uh, getting on the keyboard and, and uh, putting something out. And, um, you know, until further notice, until it gets too busy, um, I can't speak for everybody else here, but, I, you know, I, I bet everybody's of the same attitude. Until it, it gets so busy that we can't give as much personal attention as we want, um, I'm always available for you to run ideas past me, you know, or, or shoot me a story if you just want me to let you know what I think if you're getting started. Or, you know, if I can be a little more encouraging before the fact, I'm happy to do that, you know. Um, I can't always answer right away, but I, I will pay attention and I will answer when I can. And, um, you know, this is a great adventure. Um, everybody, all of your hosts here on the show have been through it ourselves, and we want nothing more than to share it with you and to, 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 hope to and hopefully do our part to inspire you to, to find the fulfillment we have in doing it. So right, right, right. Yeah, you know, um, uh, I provide feedback. There's always the old adage that the show must go on, but with this uh, coronavirus going on and everything, um, uh, uh, we can uh, revert to my motto: the books must go on. The books That's do true. go on. Uh, they're yes. they're uh, they're part of Days of the Dead, but if Days of the Dead uh, keeps getting postponed because of the current climate and everything, the books are still happening. So don't let yep. that pers- uh, dissuade you. Uh, they, they're still going on. And Joe and I keep uh, coming up with, uh, we, we uh, throw back and forth uh, new ideas, wrapping our heads mm-hmm. around uh, how, to, how to further this. So there's exciting things in development about these fanthologies that we have yet to <laughs> announce and, uh, and all that. So, I mean, it's, uh, these are great times for writers and for reading. That's right, for yeah. sure. And, and one thing that when I asked my niece to call into the show is because she does want to break her foot into act, uh, writing, and mm-hmm. you've given so much great advice. And Nick has given her great mm-hmm. advice also. Mm-hmm. And I told Michaela, I was like, you need to call into the show because you're going to get great advice about writing. And everything about this show has been amazing. Honestly. I've, I've, I've loved it. It's been great. The writers have been so gracious. And, and um, I hope that your readers, uh, listeners, will, will see how much, you know, we're all the same and we're all, you know, at different, different levels of, of process, but we all can get we all can get where we're going. Maybe at different times we can all get there. Start. Yeah, yeah. You know what? And, and, I mean, um, yeah, and okay, yeah. not to mention, uh, it's also interesting too because you can see how each of us have our own different writing formulas. So it's also fun mm-hmm. to you know actually be able to you know take notes and. Uh, you know, even offer uh, tips and advice on uh, different solutions too, which uh, sure you never know. I mean, sure. every little bit always goes a long way. Yeah, and you want to learn the vocabulary of writing, you know, from from different types of writers. It's just like acting, you know. Some people like Meisner, some people like Stanislavski, 
like Stella Adler or Hawkins. There's all different methods, but the most successful actors I've met have studied all of these to get the best advantage they can in having a vocabulary of acting, and then they pick what works for them. So mm-hmm. just like criticism, always be open to all of it. You don't have to use any of it. Use what works for you, but, but you're not going to figure that out. You're going to have to make a lot of mistakes that other people made for you if you at least listen to critique and, and take it on board, whether you use it or not. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I, I just kind of um, uh, had, a, a I guess, uh, an epiphany or maybe not, like a self-realization. I have never really thought about this before, but I said earlier on the show that I used to be a preacher and everything. I, I noticed that we'll see how I'm talking right now. When I'm talking mm-hmm. about writing, my voice amplifies mm-hmm. like times three. I, I, and I sound like yep. I'm, I'm preaching. <laughs> I just realized that. I love that. <laughs> but I'm yeah. you know, your, your passion is speaking through you and, you know, that, that's, when you, that's when you know that you're comfortable with your craft because, I mean, you know, look at how many people that have said, well, I've written the story, and then they'll change the subject to something else. Right. You know, oh, but, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, so, you know, just the fact that, it, that you're going up three octanes and, you know, sometimes even cranking it to 11, depending upon uh, if there's a writing contest, you know, yeah. that that only uh, it speaks for itself. You know, I mean, you're you're – Right. You know, you're a man, you represent exactly passion it is, which is writing, and that's good. Really yeah, and, and it, it's all really important to me, too. I mean, it's a, like I said, I, I live and breathe this kind of stuff every day, like, you know, publishing people and even with, with my own writing and stuff. But I put together the website myself. I, I design most of the covers, um, and uh, – uh, just do the whole nine yards. When I I, I first uh, decided to be a publisher, I had to learn the ropes and do things myself just because I couldn't afford um, other editors and other, you know, uh, graphic designers and everything. So I kind of learned all the ropes, the whole nine yards. And, and mm-hmm. I, I got better over time. There's some book covers that I look back on and I go, they suck. <laughs> so I have to like redo them. And it's all a learning process over the years. But, I mean, it's still, you know, and now these days, though, um, uh, I, I, I've, got, I've got other editors and other artists and everything. But when I started out, though, it was like, uh, you know, okay, how am I going to, like, uh, actually wrap my head around this? Well, i got to learn. And in any profession, I, I imagine, too, um, if you're going to excel in it, you've got to learn everything um, yep. about it and, uh, and kind of and hone your skills that way. So, um, yeah, so, and, man, you know, it's a, it's a, what a life. Mention, <laughs> not, and not to mention, the more hats you have, the better off it'll be, because you never know, you know, especially if you get an offer to collaborate with somebody, if they can't do it, you know, if they're a great writer, but, you know, their illustrations suck, you can always mm-hmm. come in and help on, on backup and, you know, do, you know, do some inking and things like that. So, I mean. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. You know, yeah, definitely. Uh, and now these days, uh, uh, it's well, like I said, uh, additional artists and editors and everything. It's, it's uh, black bedsheet is um, is growing because we're adding more people to the creative process and the, and the behind the scenes process and and everything. And and it, it's getting to be more and more as time goes by now a, a collaboration and a bigger picture. 
um, which, you know, over the years in the future, um, as uh, the sun sets on my life, I'd like to, uh, you know, be able to to, uh, to continue this on through other people, too, and leave behind this legacy. So it's that important. It's uh, that's that's my job. That's that's what I feel like I was put on this earth to do. Is this kind mm-hmm. of thing. And in contrast to back in the day when I was in churches, uh, Pentecostal churches, Protestant churches, and so forth, and uh, where they would like uh, say, you know, uh, uh, Michael Myers is is Satan, and and how can you like horror? It's terrible. Like uh, you should like rainbows and flowers and pretty pretty things. And you know, life isn't like that. And the Bible no. is full of horror. It's part of history. You know, and and it's part of getting things out. That's where I learned the therapy concept too. Is you know the the terrible things that happen in life and stuff. You could let them out on paper and expose them and be creative with them. So there's nothing wrong with horror. It's a part of life. It's a part of an outlet, and it makes for great entertainment when it's fictionalized. They're mm-hmm. they're great morality tales. I, I had to write a <clears throat> I had to write a letter for one of uh, the fans that came to my show. I had to write a letter. Um, we had an Easter show it took place on Easter um, in Charlotte. And James Duval, who plays uh, Frank the Bunny and Donnie Darko, was there with me. Ah, I've known him. Ooh, and, nice. And so we decided to do an Easter egg hunt with Jimmy dressed up like uh, Frank the Bunny. And I sort of hosted <laughs> it. <laughs> and and, and uh, as you know, as a treat for the kids, we did a green screen picture with Jimmy and me and got all the kids gathered around with all their loot. And we took a nice green screen picture where we all made, I made everybody make monster faces and it was adorable. Well, I got a letter a week later from the parents of one of the kids saying that their grandparents were, were trying to, to take the kids and they were in court saying that they, they were terrible parents because they were worshiping Satan and they, you know, and they used that picture as evidence. So I, I had to write a letter to the court explaining how, how horror are the great morality tales and how, you know, how they, you know, the classic horror instructs people on, you know, not, not to meddle in God's work and, uh, you know, not to, and to, to sacrifice ourselves for the people we care about and, you know, and not to victimize uh, people that are not like us and just a min- million lessons. But I mean, I, you know, I, I hope they were successful, but I mean, I actually had to write that letter to a judge. So I know that, that there's still people out there who, um, who want to put their spin on it. But um, if you meet horror fans, and I've seen this happen when they come to a show, you can bring in an evangelical, you can bring anybody that thinks they know what it's like. But once they meet this group of the kindest, most loving, most literate, smartest, animal-loving, gentle people, you know, they, they change their opinion pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. When I I uh, I started um, uh, getting my, I, I used to go to conventions like Fango and all that in the '90s, and and did my share book signings in the '90s. But I never actually um, was a part of a convention. I was a fan back then who would go and mingle, bring you know my books with me and pass them out and stuff. But when I started actually having tables and being a, an actual part of the convention um, back mm-hmm. after after 9/11. Uh, around about 2005, um, and it's today, to, to this day, my best experience, my most favorite experience was when I went to the World Horror Convention in San Francisco, 
and um, mm-hmm. I met all of my icons. Like uh, like John Skip was playing guitar. I shared a table, a little table with the five of us, with Peter Straub and uh, mm-hmm. Koji Suzuki, who wrote The Ring. And um, yeah. uh, and and uh, I just had the best the time of my life. Everybody was so nice, and it kind of was so in my face. It was overwhelming, and yeah. and uh, I, I, it's just the the horror community. I I, I guarantee you, they're the nicest um, genre, the nicest group of people that you will ever ever meet, and it's true. That's true. You could go to church and not to put mm-hmm. them down, but I mean, there's cliques out there that uh, mm-hmm. in the end, as much as I love science fiction, sorry, science fiction fans, but some of the science fiction <laughs> conventions can be pretty clicky too. In contrast though, I mean, you're never going to meet a, a, a more accepting group of people than the horror um, fans and the horror people. It's, I, you know, that's, that's just, that's what I've seen. And I'm sure that you can all agree with me. It's just, it's amazing. Amazing. You know, it is. Uh, I, I know, that, uh, you know, kind of expand on what you were saying uh, as well too, about, uh, you know, them loving animals and stuff, Joe, um, mm-hmm. you know, for myself. And I, I still, uh, you know, bring it up on, on occasion down here when we, when we discuss horror and stuff, um, we had uh, Spooky Empire originally had originated uh, down here in South Florida uh, back in the mm-hmm. early 2000s. And uh, when they came through to Coral Springs, my hometown, um, you know, I, I went there. I covered it for the local papers. And uh, mm-hmm. one of the first things that uh, blew my mind away, uh, both from a fan's perspective but just as a general observer as well too, um, Michael Berryman was uh, in between uh, you know his table and. Uh, he was actually mm-hmm. uh, giving a uh, science lesson to a group of teenagers about the dangers of red tide, you know, and they were just absolutely flabbergasted. I mean, we're, you know, we're looking at, you know, at least 15 to 20, 16, 17 year olds listening to him, uh, you know, almost like he's preaching from the, from the rock itself. And, and so, uh, Michael is, Michael is an incredible guy. I mean, I don't know if you know his history, but um, his condition as a result of his father having been a soldier during Hiroshima. So, um, yep. you know, he's, his condition is a result of exposure to that. And he's a huge environmentalist and ecologist and, and a really smart, sensitive, kind person. I just did a panel with him and uh, Tony Todd and uh, John Kassir at um, Darkside and Riverside. And um, mm-hmm. it was like tears. Um, there's such incredibly, you know, yeah, people need to meet, you know, these, these aren't scary people. These are people that appreciate scary movies and that participate in them, but these are incredibly, you know, accomplished, um, distinguished guys and, and gals in the horror genre. Exactly. Yeah, all, all very nice people, all very nice people. Uh, and I've, I have had my own experiences with Tony Todd and, and um, uh, uh, John Kassir, uh, guy from Tales mm-hmm. of the Crypt, um, mm-hmm. and uh, they're all like really exceptional, exceptional people. And it's great, and it's great to see like Tony Todd. Uh, I hear say that he's going to be in the new Candyman. I hope yep. so. <laughs> yeah, that is great. I mean, yeah. and you, you can know, come meet I mean, all you, these. You, you really can't do a film like that without them. 
No, you shouldn't. That yeah, it's, uh, it's hard. Some of these iconic uh, actors, uh, it, it's really hard to uh, to to, to um, picture a movie with them, like with Tony Todd as Candyman, somebody else being Candyman. And um, I, I, I forgot his name, but the guy that did Freddy Krueger in the remake, God bless him. Uh, um, oh, I forgot his name, and I love him as an actor, too. He was great in uh, Watchmen. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I, it's just I think that's part of the reason why the movie kind of kind of fell was because we were so used to seeing Robert England. Um, and, it, uh, and it was a different, it was an, a kind of interpretation that we couldn't digest properly because it wasn't yeah. Robert England, I think. Right. Part of the exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, we're, you know, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's the double-edged sword of, of the remakes in general where we're, we're expecting to hear the one-liners that, that drew us in originally in the first go round and, you know, when it's fresh voices and fresh writers, you know, it, it, it's hit and miss on the audience. So, right. Yeah, and even when Robert like reinterpreted it in uh, New Nightmare, it was still, you know, it was darker, but it was still Robert England. People accepted it. I think that's my theory, anyway, for that. But yeah, uh, I mean, I they could go on and on. But... Robert can do the, the physical stuff like Jack Hero Haley, but you know, yeah. Ooh. Can you hear me? I can. Okay, yeah, you can. Uh, Michaela's going to send you a friend request. That's my niece. Oh, good. Terrific. Terrific. Awesomeness. Yeah. I think Sweet. we're still it looks on. Like we're winding down. That was a two-hour show, huh? That was fun. That went by like uh, a breeze. Yeah, it, it did. did. Very quickly. It did go by fast, and in fact, I tried to make the show go longer, but they wouldn't let me edit it. And uh, here's something that all you guys, how many men do we have on still? Let's see. Three? I think three. Okay. Here's a song. Or four if you count them twice. No, I just thought of Superman (laughs) 2 for some reason. (laughs) <laughs> Here's the song. We do have to close it out because that that British woman she's about to say, "Time is up. Goodbye." Goodbye. Ta-ta. Goodbye. Uh, yeah, well, it let's is. It out with uh, Kenny Rogers. What do you guys think about Kenny Rogers, man? It was like out of nowhere. Yep. Oh man, I know. Yeah, he passed away. I I, I, I grew up with his music and sure. We all did. How about he ended out with the Kitty Rogers song? And all you men, listen to the lyrics. We'll listen with open ears. Hey, you guys, it it was a great show. It was a great show. Thank you, everybody, for being here. It was awesome and everything. And writers keep writing. Yes, yes. Keep going. Definitely, guys. In fact, I even told William throughout the show, Tom Sawyer said he tried to call in. He's sorry that he missed the show. Uh, we'll forgive you this time, Tom. Yeah. Get one sick day a year. 
Yeah. Don't care if it's <laughs> virus or not. Tell him if he misses well, the next show, we're going to bring a broadcast from his front yard. <laughs> wow. There you go. <laughs> Love you, Tom. Sorry you were not here. All right, Miss here we y- go. Okay, see you guys soon. Min? All righty. <laughs> Okie dokie. Well, great show, guys. Great show. Awesome Good show. Good show, we'll Dr. Frankenstein. Uh, great. Awesome. Yes, indeedy. Yeah. <laughs> I quote the Mad Monster Party. Hey. <laughs> and right. I was going to dig it out the DVD. So, Thanks so much. <laughs> so, 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 man, Kayla, I'll get your opinion after this song because Kayla's still here. Right, Kayla? Yep. All right, tell me what you think about this song and tell me if it deserves three snaps and men need to do this for their woman. Because I got a woman on the show now. You ready? Ready. He works hard. To give her all he thinks she wants. Three car garage, her own credit cards. He pulls in late to wake her up with a kiss goodnight. If he could only read her mind, she'd say, buy me a rose, call me from work, open a door for me, what would it hurt? Show me you love me by the look in your eyes, these are the The days have grown to years of feeling all alone. She can't help but wonder what she's doing wrong. Lately she'd try anything to turn his head.
I bought you a rose on the way home from work to open the door to a heart that I hurt. And I hope you notice this look in my eyes. I'm gonna make things right for the rest of your life. All those little things for the rest of your life. Yeah. Awesome song. Good night, Kayla. What did you think of that song? Well, as a, for a female's perspective, I can definitely, like, I am a hopeless romantic. I'm going to say this now. And it is, like, every girl wants, like, big gestures in their life. But it is really, like, the little tiny things that, like, amount to bigger yeah. things. I agree. Exactly. It is true. And, you know, and as, like, a society, women have a lot of pressure to be, um, kind of vulnerable, more vulnerable than men because, you know, how society wants men to be toxic masculinity. But I don't understand the whole view of toxic masculinity and how that is, like, desirable or okay, per se, because if you want, like, a healthy relationship, if you find somebody that is, like, really, like, masculine and kind of toxic and all those things, then you aren't going to get, like, that those sweet, tender moments that, like, women actually want, and, like, men actually, and have the same view, like, everybody's always saying, like, well, women have it hard, well, men do too, because they have to live up to expectations, just like women do, so I like that song, because it kind of shows that she didn't want a million things, or like you don't need a million things. You just oh, need just good. A few I I I was things. gonna say I didn't vote for Hillary. It's the simplest things that just, count. Yeah. Yes. Kayla. Huh? Kayla, guess what? What? Confession to make. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. I love you. Love you. <laughs> I love you, girl. That's my niece. All right. Let's say let's say good night. Uh love the show. Kayla, thank you for calling in. William hats off. Good babe. night. <laughs> yeah. Good good night, Fred. See you. Oh, Nick says Thanks thank to everybody. All right. Hey, Francie. Love you, Kayla. Good night. Love you. Good <laughs> night, night. Love you, too. Tell, tell your Grammy. Hey. I love her. Is that her? I will. Oh, no, right. I'm outside. Oh, Brittany, I love her. Nick, I will. Look. Yes. <laughs> Nick says loves you. Okay, uh, William, thank you for... Uh, this this has definitely been a great show. 
Well, and thank uh, you for everybody that's called in. This has been a really good show. Definitely. I mean, you know, I, I'd say this is definitely the best way to cure the the uh, the boredom of the current events. So we we did we did great tonight. Exactly. And uh, William, um, you're a writer. How how do you, in your opinion, what what do you think about what everybody was saying and how everybody's getting their first chance in writing and here it is. It's my baby. Well, I'm giving birth to it. I'm getting to hold it and cradle it for the first time. Oh, it, I mean, that it's one of the greatest moments you can ever anticipate. It really is. And, uh, you know, you you can't you. It's one of those things you can't you can't actually describe it until it happens to you. It, it's that perfect. So, uh, so yes, for everybody that that's actually uh, made it into the anthology, without a doubt, we're we're celebrating with you because, uh, you know, we all saw the the back end of it. We weren't there for the for the creation process, but we know exactly what it took to get to that point. So, the, no. those are awesome words and. My my niece Kayla, here she is. Oh goodness. Are you yeah, still are again. you still six? Are you still six, Kayla? No, I'm nineteen. Oh my Whoops. god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time flies. Uh, <laughs> uh, see, that's the, that's, what did, that's what the advice would you give her, William? Very simple. You're already off to a great start, so keep writing, okay? Whatever you do, don't back away from it. You, you've already got yourself a, a full foundation of a good story. You know exactly where you want to go, where you want to take it to. Don't let anything stop you, okay? Okay. So, She's 19. And, uh, that's good, though. That, believe me, but I mean, I know it's it's, it's the writer's conundrum, you know. Uh, look at how many times we've seen a movie trailer that said, hey, that looks good, and then we get wrapped up in our writing, and next thing you know, it's coming out on uh, Amazon. <laughs> She's 19. Yeah. Time we seen her, she was her. a little baby girl that was stealing a pumpkin out of the driveway, and she's like, "Oh, the police are gonna call me. The police, I stole the pumpkin because they didn't give me okay. candy." In my def- no, 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 no. In my defense, they had the light porch on. They didn't answer the door. And Francie was a bad influence. She was just like, she was just like, take the pumpkin, take the pumpkin. That's what and Nick, Nick, the, Nick, the first Halloween, Nick was like, take the pumpkin, and Kayla's like, I'm gonna take the pumpkin. And then the next day, my mom was like, you told her to steal a pumpkin, and she slammed the door on Nick's face. Oh, hey, I okay, because I have I have really really bad guilt because like and that's why I'm like really the worst person yeah, to like lie so I don't so lie because I have horrendous guilt so I kind of confessed. Before my well, girl even could get to the car and see the pumpkin, I have bad guilt. So I was just like, I did it. It was me. 
was just like, what? And I told her the whole story, and then that's why she yelled. Poor Nick. We were sitting out on the front porch, and poor Nick. You told my you told my granddaughter to steal a pumpkin, and Nick was like, well, no. Okay, wait, I did, yeah, but it was funny, and she's like, that's not funny, and she, like, slams the door, and Kayla comes out, I'm sorry. Well, you see, that, that's why what you do is you go for the ultimate line of defense, okay? And believe me, I've used this with both of my nieces, and I, and I would say, listen, if you get in trouble, I never said I was a role model. You just came to me for advice, that's all. Poor Nick, though, came from California meeting my <laughs> Kayla, you know Grammy. Not, yeah, hot dog not very pleasurable. Yeah, not very pleasurable to meet. Then you, you tell Grammy that now? you stole a pumpkin. Poor Nick. Okay, you know, no, 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 no. You know Grammy. You know her. You know she just looks at you and you're just like, I, I, it was me. It was me. I did it. Yeah, I, I remember your uncle Scotty, my brother, my younger brother, went. He was in the back seat of a car and he went, ha, <gasps> like that. And your Grammy slammed on the brakes and he's like, she's like. Damn you, Scotty. And he's like, what did I do? She's like, I thought I just killed a cat. Because <laughs> he went, oh. Surprise. Uh, you, you, you gotta, you gotta meet my Grammy. Uh, well, Kayla's Grammy, my mom. <laughs> well, maybe we should have her on the show sometime. Oh, no. <laughs> I've asked her to call in a couple of times. She's like, oh, hell no. I know what you okay, guys so do here's on the thing. Okay, so no, here's well, the thing. To, in wait, the stage, is so Grammy around why, or are you at, at work or is Grammy, um, is Grammy there? Grammy is currently watching the closer, so that means I cannot bother her. Oh, now is the best time to bother her. Are we still live on the show? Yeah, go bother her. Come on, (laughs) this is gonna be like um, the 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 jackass. Come on, go get her. Okay, no. Okay, so story time. The reason why you do not bother. No, no, no. Here's the thing. The reason why you do not. No, no, no. no. Go get her. No, no. And Francie, be quiet. The reason you you do not. You do not said bear. It's because Kayla, when I was young, Kayla, I had to be about be what? better than Howard Stern. Go five, get her. This be like, this is, no, this, I was about five years old. I was five Kayla. years old. And Aunt Francie had drank all of Grammy's Diet Coke, and which you do not do. You do not touch <laughs> the drink. She drank all of okay, them. I'll Grammy had just gotten back from work. She had just, like, worked all day cleaning people's houses. She goes in. All of her drinks are gone. So she says... Who drunk all of them? And Francie comes walking into the kitchen, and she says, "It was me. I drank the last one." Grammy calmly says, "Okay," goes into the fridge, 
it looks like she's just looking for something to drink. She takes out a hot dog, an uncooked hot dog from said package, and says, damn you, and throws it, and it hits Aunt Francie right on the side of the face. Well, though. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. That's my mama. Go get her, Here's what we'll do. Go go in. Go go in. Go in there. Go get her. You guys are separated by states and like it's not like she can get okay. into the car and drive well, through states. Give her the state. phone and run. Francie, no. give me a favor. You say you love me. You say you and Francie, you say you Kayla. love me but you want me to die. Kayla. You say you love me but you want me Kayla. to die. You say you love me but you want me to die. Wait. We pulled the bucket off your head. I'm not sacrificing myself. Do it, Kayla. Okay, just just go go and hand her the phone and run. And Francie, let let me do let me do the movie. Let me do the movie for impersonation. I'll do mine one one later. Francie, do you have a show Sunday? No. You have a you don't have a show scheduled for Sunday? Not tomorrow because we did it today. Oh, we're, we're still doing it. Time. Okay, Aunt Francie. Aunt Francie, I okay, promise so, you. Kayla, next time, Kayla, Aunt Francie, Kayla, next the time British woman is about to Next time talk. you have a show, let's I'll get, get her on the show. Get, I can make that happen. Because she's going to yell okay, at let's, <laughs> let's get the Eastern woman to say something. I can't cuss in front of my niece. I'll, I'll tell you what. Are you cocksucker? Now oh, go get her on the phone. <laughs> there. See, I did it. Now okay. get her on the phone. Come on. But, but, William's never but, heard from my mom before. Come on. Let, oh, let, let, let me do, have a show because I can prepare myself. Oh, and I can do get, it and now I because William might be asleep next time. Well, do, do it now. Go ahead. Kayla. Do it. Come on, Hold just on. do Francie. it. All the way back Didn't know she has a soft spot for you. Take yeah, advantage. Milk it while you can. You can. Just do it. Throw the phone at her and say, you got a phone call. Okay. In the worst and case, then, this will be your writing, this will be part of your okay. writing experience. Hold on. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Okay. Here we go. Okay. All right, Francie, My let me... My mom, uh, I'm friends. Okay. Let me, uh, let me, let me do... Let me do let me do the movie phone impersonator, okay? Okay. You you never heard you've never heard me do a prank call before. Let me let me do this. Okay. <laughs> then she picks up. So here's the thing. She kinda already knew that I was on the phone with you. So when I went in there to go and try to get phone to her, I didn't she said, hear anything. No. You're, no, you're lying. She literally came in. I literally came into the room and I gave her, I was just like, and Francie called me. She wants you, she wants to talk to you. No, and she, oh, she, was like, she said, no, no, no. She said, you're, no, no, no. She said, you're not on the phone with Aunt Francie because you told me she wanted you to call into the show. And I'm not talking. <laughs> Maybe you should tell her that the show ended an hour ago. Tell Aunt her Francie. the show ended an hour ago. 
And hey, now Francie, I'm you say you love you. me, but you want to die. <laughs> you want me to die. <laughs> We wanted you to die when you stole the pumpkin. She said, she's like, I don't feel good. I'm not talking. Leave me alone. (laughs) Just drop the phone and say, Anne Francie would like to talk to you. Next time you have a show, I can get her on. By the way, your dad's birthday is tomorrow. I know. Yeah. Ta-da. So maybe we can talk about that? Oh. What do you mean? Um, all right. Let's say goodnight to Francie and friends. All right. Yeah. All right. Good night. Bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.